Hello, ladies. Welcome to the Saludable Latina Women's Health and Wellness Podcast with your host, Lilia G. Ash. In this platform, we know that women go through many different phases with their health and wellness journey. Therefore, I am excited to bring a variety of healthcare topics having to do with Eastern and Western medicine, but also including mind, body, and soul. We're also going to be adding different healing modalities having to do with nutrition, exercise, GYN health, and much more. I am excited to bring women and healthcare experts at the same time to create a conversation and a dialogue to raise your awareness, education, and connect you to services and resources. It's time to start learning about the different aspects of our health transitions and our wellness journey. So let's get started. Listas? Vamos. Un, dos, tres. All right, ladies, welcome back to another episode here at Saludable Latina Women's Health and Wellness. As you know, we are getting started with our season again, and I'm bringing on you guests to bring a variety of health topics. And we're going to start out with cardiovascular health. And I have a very special guest, someone that I work really close with on a grant project. Graviela, ¿cómo estás tonight? Hi, Lily. Thank you for having me. And good evening, everyone. So happy to uh, contribute to your program. Awesome. And you know what? Gabby does some tremendous work. And I just said, hey, let's jump on the podcast and talk about what we're doing. We can't mention where we work, but we're going to mention some of the initiatives um, that we're working on. And then we're going to get to know Gabby, too, because she's actually been working in the prevention field for quite some time. So I'm going to have Gabby introduce herself and what she does. Well, thank you, uh, Lily. I'm a nutritionist uh, in Mexico. It's called Licenciada en Nutrición. And I've been working since 2000 in preventative related to nutrition. What can nutrition do to your health, right? Instead of, um, instead of fixing the problem, prevention, right? So I work as a clinical nutritionist in Mexico and as a public uh, health nutritionist. Then I had like a little gap where I had my private practice and I ended up doing the same thing, working in prevention for chronic diseases. And now we're working in this nonprofit clinic where we have this amazing program that I love, Wise Woman, which is also prevention for cardiovascular diseases in women. Awesome. And I'm so excited to have Gabby on board. I remember, I think right when we were getting settled into really setting the foundation for the program I was just about to go on maternity leave and Gabby was just coming I'm all like okay we gotta train you real quick you know but we the amount of work that she does is unbelievable because it's a small team it's just two people really right and the amount of work that we do is an incredible impact and it service the woman in so many ways so we're gonna we're gonna get right into it now you mentioned you do preventative work can you give us an example of some experiences that you have experienced before we, we started working on the wise woman when you were working nutrition, what were some of the things that you were seeing in the population, especially among the Latino population, some illnesses or some diseases that you were saying, this could really be taken care of with better nutrition, lifestyle? What were some of the things that you saw? Well, I can say that for the Latina, it's very specific because we are so connected to our culture. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, for example, what I have seen with patients now and since then, something that is really comforting in the afternoons is like pan dulce with cafecito. Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> but, right? but back then, uh, let's say back in 2000, it was something new in Mexico where the, the all the American chains, all the American products start coming to Mexico. So we were exposed to so, so many delicious foods that we were not 
used to having in our tables. We are, um, you know, we like corn tortillas, we like uh, certain fried foods, but with all that new types of foods coming to Mexico, it was a, a boom for obesity. So uh, prevention back then will be like, stay out of those uh, delicious foods, stick to your roots, stick to whatever you used to eat as a kid. Mom used to make those desserts. Uh, we didn't have those packaged foods. So now living in, in the United States, what I have seen with, seen with so many women living in the United States is that it's the same thing. We are exposed to so many foods that we're not used to that we our bodies are not made for. So when when I have patients that they get it, what they need to do in order to prevent, in the, because it's in the future, you don't see the results right now, mm-hmm. but you can, but for women over 40 that we work for, mm-hmm. uh, it's very interesting because now it, when we were 20 and someone talks to you about prevention, you don't even think about getting sick, like getting like, anything, even high cholesterol is something like you have no idea what it is. But once you're 40, you know that the struggle is real. So now, right, (laughs) people start making changes because you know that whatever you do now in your 40s is going to impact once once you're in your 60s. So I love prevention in this age group because now you know that it's for real. Whatever you did back then, it's like you get in the bill right now. Yes. And I think that's one of the things we're really focusing on is, um, and what I mentioned a lot is just because you're young now, doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing prevention lifestyle because we're, we don't know what we might hit by the time we get 40, 50, 60 or 70. So we might be predisposing ourselves to certain factors, but they're like dormant right now. Right. They're like, ahorita, like oh, it's okay. <laughs> you know, nada está pasando, you know, Yes, you have no idea that it's even possible. Thinking about even death, it's something that you don't think when you're in your 20s. Absolutely. And sometimes what can happen with dormant symptoms is that they boost all of a sudden out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden your health is like at risk for several things. So let's get right into it. We're in the month of February and you are so excited. I'm so excited. And I'm also proud of Gabby because she created this little beautiful flyer con mujeres, especially representing las Latinas, because we're really focusing on women to take initiative of their health while in in the between the age of 40 and 60, if I'm not mistaken for the program, right? Yes. uh, Between 40 and 64. Yeah. 40 and 64. And so it's a beautiful thing that we have this program because then we're able to see uh, and navigate and really see what's going on with the health of the woman. And so the month of February is here. It's cardiovascular health awareness. It's the heart uh, month. And Gabby works really hard to really um, not only educate women, but connect women to services. So let's talk about the cardiovascular program that we have. Can you let us know a little bit about the prevention work that we're working on and why it's important for Latinos to to really see or ask if this program is six in their clinics? Well, I'm just going to make an example first that I always, I try to make this example with the patients. Uh, let's say that you drive on the highway 100 miles per hour. That's one risk to get in a crash, Right. And then you're texting, that's another risk. And then you were drinking before, that's another risk. And then you don't check your tires, you don't change, uh, you don't do any maintenance to your car, that's another risk. 
right? So even if you do that once a month, but you believe that, oh, you did everything right the previous 29, 30 days of the month, you can just get in a horrible accident that day that you did everything wrong, right? All those risks. So what I explain the patients that we have is like, if you already are Latina, you have a high risk. Mm-hmm. If you are over 40, you have another risk. If um, if you're a woman, you have another risk. Yes, because you're a woman. So you cannot change any of that. There's no way you can turn back the time. There's no way you can uh, change your ethnicity or your gender, right? Your gender. So the things that you can do to prevent that is obviously your lifestyle, your diet, your exercise. Uh, and that's what it's all about. Teaching women how to take care of themselves, not just diet and exercise, also how to manage stress, which is very linked to high blood pressure and other cardiovascular diseases. And the purpose of the program is that they understand that it's not one day a month. You have to be consistent with those changes. That that is prevention. Because you already have so many high risk. Uh, Let's say that you also have... uh, your, your DNA, your parents already have high blood pressure or diabetes or any other disease. That's another risk that you cannot do anything about it. So the purpose is to teach them how to take care of themselves. They um, they work on the goals that they believe they have to work because every, honestly, everybody knows what they need to do. Mm-hmm. You just have to do orientation. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. And oh, now that you mentioned that, another thing that we work with them is to every time that you decided to improve your health, it should be something new, something to improve even better your your health. Because it's very common for women, uh, especially in their 40s, 50s, once you think about it, you've been working in the same habit for the last 20 years. This is the year that I'm going to do exercise. This is the year that I'm going to start eating more veggies. And every single year is the same thing over and over. And then suddenly you're 40, 45, and you haven't worked at all in that uh, habit. But if you start with little uh, changes, like this year, I'm just going to work on including more vegetables. doesn't matter which one. It doesn't matter how many, how much, just include veggies every single day, even for a year, maybe next year, I'm going to work. Okay. Now I'm going to add variety and maybe next year I'm going to add quantity and maybe by the fourth year now it's fruits. So by, I don't know, by the 10th year, you actually been working for the last 10 years and your health is going to be completely different than if you never started. Yeah, I agree with uh, Gabby on this one. And let me take it back to the uh, the analogy that you put with the car, just like, you know, how you were saying, if you're going 100 miles, that's another risk. If you're doing this, that's another risk. Okay, so what Gabby's explaining is, while you are young right now, you can take away those risk factors if you work on prevention lifestyle. And because that puts you at a lesser risk, right? It's not going to be as high. And other uh, items that we can control obviously we can control like you mentioned being latina um, if we have history of blood pressure in the family or if there's something going on that just simply by age we're going to age right and there's going to be things changing as we age 
But there's other things that we can't control. And this is where she mentions lifestyle, like exercising, nutrition, getting enough sleep. If you smoke, quit smoking, find resources to help support you. Also to not just exercising vigorously, but also finding exercises that will help you reduce stress, which is super important because stress usually is a number one factor why people eat bad and why people don't exercise. And mostly people just have a sanitary lifestyle and they're just like, I'm just too tired. I'm being overworked. I'm burned out and they have no energy. So just like Gabby mentioned, it is vital. It is vital for our Latina women to stay proactive. And we know that sometimes it's really hard. ¿Por qué? Porque la mujer carga qué? Oh, yeah. All, you know what? Most women, we start the day already with a to-do list. You don't wake up and like, oh, let's see what's, you know, what their life brings today. No, you open your eyes and I need to take the kids. I need to buy this. I need to do this. Blah, 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 blah. So you already start with a to-do list. So you already like start with the stress, right? Plus emotions. I don't know. For some reason, women... We are more uh, apprehensive. So def definitely that's a, a big factor, controlling, managing your stress. Yeah. And I think that's really important because being in the month of February, a lot of Latinos aren't even aware that they might already have some pre-hypertension going on and they don't even know it. And they don't even know the symptoms that are correlated with prehypertension that could eventually go into like stroke. So Gabby, can you give us an example of what are some symptoms that women should be looking out for to take care of their heart um, or to know what to do in case if they are experiencing some stroke symptoms or cardiovascular symptoms? You know, women symptoms are very different than men. We tend to have the information already on our heads of what to look for, like if my heart, arm, it, uh, it hurts, you know, if like I have that pressure on my chest. But for women, it's different. You can feel just kind of indigestion and it can be a, a um, symptom of a stroke or a heart attack. You can have tension on your shoulders and believe that it's just, uh, you know, maybe the day was a little chaotic and it, that might be a symptom pain in your jaw pain in your uh lower uh back of the back head, of the head. Mm -hmm. yes being tired more than usual but if you have a job or you usually are tired you can just get a uh, thing that is because of that but you actually having the symptoms for a heart attack so something that i always recommend it's i know sometimes it's difficult by having those tools like a blood pressure monitor at home, even if you don't need it. Once you are at a certain age, it's good to have those because something that it can feel like just a simple headache, it might be yeah, that your blood pressure is like really high and it's just like the, the antesala mm -hmm. <laughs> for a stroke, right? Or maybe you have like I don't know, a relative, your mom, your dad, and having those tools at home can honestly save your life because it's uh, not for nothing. It's called the, um, the silent death. There are no symptoms for high cholesterol. There are no symptoms for high blood pressure. There are no symptoms even for diabetes at the beginning, right? So it's very important that you have your uh, yearly especially this month. One of, one of the things that I love about this month is that I have encountered so many challenges that it tells mm -hmm. you this day you should do this, this day you should do this. So one of them is like 
make the appointment for your yearly checkup and get everything under control because that's the first step to um, for prevention. Only with those checkups, you will know how your blood pressure is, how your cholesterol, other types of cholesterol, LDL, HDL, and just being aware of the things that you need to do at every milestone. Because like you mentioned a couple minutes ago, aging is another factor. It's not, a, no es una regla that mm -hmm. you are going to get sick, but it's another factor. So as you age, you should uh, have those uh, preventatives yearly. And another thing that I always uh, tell the patients is make a note of whatever you're feeling. So when it, whenever you go to the doctor, you can share those things. Maybe it's nothing, maybe it's nothing, but what if it is, right? Absolutely. I, I do agree with you. A lot of the times when we are seeing the woman in the program, first of, first and foremost, let's talk about the program a little bit here because not everyone gets an opportunity to have this program called Wise Woman. Not every primary doctor is going to have this opportunity and not every clinic is going to have that. And I don't even think it does, may even be in hospitals. So I would, if you're someone listening and you're thinking, well, what are they talking about? What is this program? There's a program that is funded by, you know, I believe CDC, and it's funded known as Wise Woman. And they award these grants to certain clinical sites to be able to help a certain population that may, may be at high risk and they want to bring in services because they're probably asking, when was the last time that anyone checked their A1C, their cholesterol? Their triglycerides. Uh, what's another one? Their uh, LDLs, which the is LDLs. the bad, uh, harmful cholesterol. Uh -huh. uh, LDL, the good cholesterol. Uh huh. Yes. And so, with this program, we're able to one like Gabby mentioned something really important. Get your annual done. So, with this program, is women are able to get um, recruited if they get their annual well woman exam done, but they have to also be a participant of every woman counts. Once we see that they're a participant from every woman counts, then we enroll them into wise woman. And we're, we're working hard. We're working hard to one for women to benefit from the program because one, it's a paid program and it's paid labs. They don't pay anything out of pocket. When does that come around? Not very often. And so when we see that happening, and also with insurance and inflation going up, we're trying to help as many patients to get a good grasp of their health, but also teach them about cardiovascular health. And the reason we're talking about cholesterol and the good cholesterol, the bad cholesterol and the A1C, which your sugar levels, is because they're all contributing factors to eventually setting your blood pressure high at some risk or some point, some way or another. But I can see Gabby. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, just talking a little bit about physiology. Yes. <laughs> Our arteries are like, like a straw, right? You're supposed to see like inside of them. So when you have high cholesterol, especially the harmful kind, the uh, LDL, it's, a, it's like a um, buildup inside your arteries. So whatever you used to see inside, now it's like getting narrow. So if, you know, every time the, the heart pumps and blow through your uh, blood vessels, now that it's narrow, and if you have the other kind of cholesterol, you can have a blockage. Or that will be 
that will be a heart attack. That will be a stroke. But regarding blood pressure, uh, every time your heart pumps blood, it goes so hard that like with one pump, it goes all the way to like every single blood vessel. And during the, the restful moment, it comes back, right? So if you have all this buildup in your arteries, obviously that's going to be really, really hard for your heart to pump and go all the way to your toes, to your head, right? So you're starting to have high blood pressure because of that. Your arteries are getting weak. Your arteries are getting uh, hard, which they're supposed to be flexible. And you don't even know because you never check your cholesterol. That's a valid point because we're thinking, I'm good. I'm good. I feel good. I woke up. I'm, you know, I'm walking. I'm working another day. But many of them are working with silent symptoms and they don't even know it. And it's just kind of like, and, and sometimes what we see is once they come in and get labs done, we're like, whoa, we're so glad you came. You know, like, let's talk about this, you know? I will say that nine out of 10 didn't know that they had high cholesterol or pre-hypertension. Because if you don't have blood pressure over 140 uh, over 90, the provider is going to tell you, oh, you're fine. But if you've been having this high blood pressure, not to the point that you will get a, you will get a diagnose, but let's say 134 over 83, 136 over 85, you are just on your way to have high blood pressure in within a couple of years. So mm-hmm. you have to get right. educated about, uh, yeah, what's the normal values? Yeah, I agree with Gabby on this one. And sorry, I was going to interrupt there. And this is the reason why prevention, Gabby mentions this at the beginning of the interview, prevention work is so necessary because if we're not doing preventative work as an individual owning up to our own health, we're just at a, a little ticking time bomb and we don't even know it sometimes because we're not checking, we're not going in for our annuals, we're not getting labs done. And so we're very thankful that there's programs that do exist that help um, certain individuals to be able to get screened, you know, so that is really good to see for that. Oh, yes. I always compare the body to your car. If you have a brand new car, you know, from, I don't know, the dealer, obviously, even if you don't change the oil, nothing is going to happen to that car because it's brand new. This is compared to a five-year-old kid. Even if he goes to the piñata and he eats all the candy, he's not going to have diabetes, right? It's a brand new car. But if you continue skipping all the oil changes and all the maintenance, suddenly this car is going to broke down. If you don't cover your uh, car from the sand and you if you never wash your car, suddenly you're going to have this touchy, awful pain in your car. That's the same. If you skip your annual uh, checkups, if you never do anything to have good food, if you obviously it, it's like within years, you're going to be chatarra. By the time you're 40, you're going to be like your car. But if you take really good care of this car, you never miss an oil change. You always rotate your tires. You cover from the sand, right? Your your car, by the time, I don't know, it's, uh, no, let's say a car from the 1940s. Now it's a classic. It's a beautiful car. So we can be a classic. We We can be a beautiful car. And that's... It's exactly the same. You never miss your uh, preventative checkups. You always do whatever you need to do. Uh, good oil, good gasoline, and you're going to be a classic. 
Well, look at that. I like the word classic. So what do we have to do to be classic? We, we have to take initiative of our lifestyle with nutrition, exercise, sleep. These are factors that we can actually control versus, you know, factors that we can't control, like you mentioned, age or hereditary um, disease that may exist in family history. Bueno, pues, I really like that classic. Hmm. I'm already thinking <laughs> of some old school classic. funk music. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is the program that we do and that we work on and we put a lot of hours into. And, you know, the, the great benefit of the program is to that, you know, as we're screening women, if we do see an alert, they get three free health coaching sessions. And who's going to provide that? Not a whole lot of people. So the program comes in to fund for a certain amount of time. Obviously, it's not a permanent program, but it's able to provide a, a service. And also, too, uh, what we also have noticed, too, is if there is someone with a history of hypertension, Sometimes they're not aware how to take the medications or sometimes they're not even checking their blood pressure at home. And just like Gabby said, it's so crucial. It's just like that car. If we're not checking, how do we know that our cardiovascular health, our hearts are, are going to be good for another year or two or three? So we should be doing our best to do preventative work, right, Gabby? Yes. And also something that is very important is think about your mom, your neighbors, your friends are not the experts sometimes we just want to hear what we want it's like oh no i have high blood pressure and i have never taken medication and i'm fine maybe they're fine until then once they have something some uh i don't know heart attack is gonna be the only one that they have because they have never uh taken care of those blood vessels so it's very important to go to the experts go to your provider go to your nutritionist listen to them whatever your um Suddenly you have something, let's say that I'm just uh, got I diagnosed from for diabetes. Suddenly everybody's an expert. Everybody at a family reunion, they they have something to say. Oh no, you should eat this instead of this. They don't even know that maybe that's a no-no also. There's so much misinformation. So it's very important that they go to the expert. Yes, just like Gabby said. So what happens a lot in case scenarios is la comadre, la vecina, they all want to have an opinion about your health. Um, and like Gabby said, it's so important to follow up with your primary care providers. And there's also the stigmatizations, unfortunately, for a lot of our Latino population and Latinas, like, Ay, el, el doctor no sabe nada. you know, like, so I'm not even going to go, you know, so. But if you really think about it, when we're dismissive like that, we're also dismissing our health and you're putting yourself a little oh. bit of higher risk. See, sí, give me a decir. No, yeah. Regarding medication for blood pressure, what I always explain the patients is like, you can manage your blood pressure like just with lifestyle, your diet and your uh, exercise. But life throws so many things that that's when you don't have that backup. And if suddenly, boom, your uh, blood pressure skyrocket, diet, exercise is not going to help at that moment. That's why that's one of the conditions that really you need to be very, very careful with your medication taking at the time that it should be, the dose that it should be. Uh, let's say something really simple. Let's say that you woke up really comfortable, you have enough time for your appointment or for work, and then suddenly there's something on the highway and it's going to make you late. And you're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be late. And you start getting all that cortisol and all that uh 
um, I don't know, stress, anxiety, stress, <laughs> anxiety, exactly. And if you don't know how to manage that stress, obviously your blood pressure is going to be like skyrocket. And it doesn't have to be just stress. It can be any kind of emotion, anger, even happiness. Yes. Like yes. Uh, if someone told me that I won the lottery right now, I might get a heart attack. So even happy emotions can can give you that high blood pressure. So they really need to be uh, consistent with their medication, not just, obviously, they need to do whatever it is in their hands to control it, the diet, the exercise, the, the lifestyle, but also medication. Yeah, and she explained something really important, you know, just because you're feeling good doesn't mean you get to opt out on your medication. A medication is prescribed for a reason, now, if you're not doing the lifestyle goals, then you're putting yourself more at risk because now you stop medication, you're not doing any lifestyle goals, and that can put you more at risk. So try to be, you know, compliant. It's your health. You know, you should take initiative of the health and you can always make changes. Another thing that we, that I wanted to bring up is, lo tenía en mi cabeza, pero ya se me fue, like a little cloud. <laughs> um, era about, oh, we were talking about emotions. Okay. The bad emotions usually are the one that causes more severe and your blood pressure to go up. So there's a link between mental health and cardiovascular health. So it's truly important to navigate and find out, are you feeling some, you know, emotions that have been lingering more than 30 days, like sadness, depression, anxiety, because then that's also going to affect your cardiovascular health. And so we want to make sure that you're not avoiding not reaching out to other type of services that you may be in need, even though it may be heart related. You have to remember it's all correlated to one another. So when we're off balance in one area, guess what's also going to be affected? Your mental health. Because, you know, you're probably worried about your heart. You're worried about like, I'm not making any changes and this is stressing me out. And uh, there's trauma or family emergency. And the longer it prolongs, the longer the symptoms and the longer the, the blood pressure is going to stay out of control. But like Abby said, muy importante to do the lifestyle factors. Um, with emotions, I think one of the things that Gabby likes to talk about is breath work and meditation and exercise. Yes, it's um, even simple things as taking three breaths before you act, just react, acknowledge what you're feeling, just take a few breaths. That can make, make the difference between a hypertensive crisis and just having a little high blood pressure that you can manage, right? No need to go to the emergency room. Even little things like that. Um, if you know that watching horror movies gives you gives you nightmares, well, don't watch uh, horror movies, right? Uh, watch uh, a fun romance. I don't know. Uh, if you know that uh, traffic gives you stress, well, leave the house early, make time for that, and that can really makes the difference between staying healthy and having a crisis. Yeah. So now let's talk about crisis mode because I think. Adios mio. <laughs> because a lot of times in la comunidad, they don't want to call 911. Oh, we're going to save time. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to drive them ourselves. Yeah. Gabby, is it critical in a crisis mode, someone who's in, experiencing very severe symptoms of potential stroke or maybe even cerebral stroke? What's important to know about this, Gabby? One thing that I have seen 
over and over, even with family, it's like, obviously you think about, oh my God, this is going to be like $2,000 bill. But if something ended up being fatal, you immediately were like, oh my goodness, it was just $2,000, right? It, it, it's not, it's, it's nothing compared with the life. So that's once. Don't think about that because if the outcome is not positive, you will regret for the rest of your life. Second, your family doesn't know what to do. They shouldn't know what to do unless they, they go through a training for CPR and usually people don't know what to do. Paramedics know what to do, right? The other thing is that your car is not equipped. The ambulance is. As soon as they get home, they can treat you. Your car, especially if you don't have anyone at home, you have to call your nephew or your neighbor or your son or whatever. They have to do the trip then take you to the hospital. Maybe it's too late. And the last one is that when you're coming on an ambulance to a hospital, to a clinic, they will immediately treat you. When you're coming with your relative, you have to sign papers, you have to wait, you have to, it's not going to be immediate. So always, always, if you think you have the symptoms of a stroke, of a heart attack, people know when something is wrong. People know, especially for a stroke, the, the, the obvious us are your face, half of the face um, dropping, like, Droopy. obviously, that's a symptom you're speaking nonsense people cannot understand what you're saying that's another symptom your arm if you cannot maintain your arms if they're just don't have the strength that's another symptom so if you know that something is wrong and it can be something else what if it's like a very very high glucose let's yeah. say 600 it can be very similar you're like talking nonsense you think that you're expressing yourself and people cannot understand you it's the moment to call 911 don't hesitate it can be too late and you will regret your entire life if you're the relative those two thousand dollars having that said y gracias gabby for mentioning that is um don't stress about the financial portion this is when you're in a real life situation, you want to make sure you dial 911. It's very critical. If you're worried about the financial situation, there's financial counselors that you can um, reach for after the whole aftermath that will work with you to make payments if you can't pay the full bill and complete. You know, there's always financial counselors to see how they can help assist you to pay for, you know, that 911 ambulance or hospital bill. So, no tengan miedo a presionar el 911. Es muy importante. Having that said, knowing some symptoms already, knowing not to hesitate 911, let's talk about, you mentioned even with glucose, because what I've noticed too, and by observation during the program is um, a lot of women end up being pre-diabetic and they don't even know it. Um, and that's also another predisposing factor for taking care of your heart. Yes. Oh, I was at uh, the beginning, I was talking about our culture, how we are like, you know, the panecito every single night. If we keep like pushing to our pancreas to produce insulin every single day, 
there's going to be a moment when our body is like, okay, I can't take this anymore. You know, I have produced insulin for so many years. So you start getting this low quality insulin or not the same amount that you used to. And obviously your glucose start to get in higher and higher, but it's not something that happened overnight. Mm-mm. It can be years, but your body's mm-hmm. telling you know what? I'm tired. You need to change your habits. I cannot produce any more insulin. Something like small changes. You don't have to quit bread. You don't have to quit bananas. You don't have to quit potatoes. I have this question for so many patients. Is it true that I cannot eat bananas? Oh, okay. Let's worry about bananas after. First, let's worry about the pandulce and the Coke, right? I know that's the biggest one. Don't even worry about the bananas. I I mean, yeah. <laughs> and uh, remove those uh, refined sugars and, and, and foods that contain that uh, refined sugar, like soda, pan dulce, uh, cookies, chocolate, I don't dulce, know, condensed milk. Yeah, condensed milk. Cremora. Cremora. Oh, yeah. Creamer. Oh, I know. Creamer. Yes. Especially those um, bottles. The little cups that you see at the restaurant or at the gas station that should be the portion when you buy the bottle obviously first is the creamer and then the coffee it's actually creamer with coffee not coffee with creamer so first let's worry about those things and then you worry about the bananas and the bread and the potatoes so uh once your body is telling you that he cannot process those sugars anymore it's time to cut on those and it's very rare. It's very rare that someone with pre-diabetes doesn't eat those type of foods. Usually, yeah, yeah especially in our culture, panecito with cafecito. Y I think it's also too la costumbre con la cultura, las crianzas, ¿verdad? And so I, I tell women, you know, I know it's hard because a lo mejor fue parte de tu crianza, you know, to eat that on a daily basis. And I know it's hard to change a 20-year habit all of a sudden, right? But like Gabby oh. said, poquito y chiquito pasitos goes a long way when we want to take care of our health. And that was actually a really good awareness right there about um, glucose and prediabetes are correlating and linked to refined sugars, which is really important. So watch your refined sugar intake, find, find alternatives, find substitutions, um, because the body can only go for so long on eating unhealthy and you eventually you'll start to see those risks take place later in life. And we want to help you prevent that. That's why we're talking about it. Because like we said, once you become aware, you're consciously aware and you're like, hmm, I do need to start making some changes. Maybe I need to start small, but here I go. We're going to make it happen, right? Gabby, with that being said, if someone has a question in regards to perhaps some nutritional services that you've done in the past, how can people get a hold of you? Is it okay if we share your email or do you have? Oh, one? yes. Email will be uh, better. Definitely with questions regarding prevention, diabetes, any chronic disease, cardiovascular disease prevention. Definitely. Yeah. And there you go. So we're going to be linking up her email to the podcast episode. And also it will be up on the blog. So she will be available to answer any questions. Uh, she is also working a nine to five, you know, so let's see, and has a family on top of that. So that's what we're saying. La mujeres tenemos muchos rollos. Y por eso a veces se nos olvida cumplir nuestras citas. And we forget about ourselves. And so that's why we're having this topic. Because what we're noticing along the, on the way is like, 
it probably was like two, three, five years before the woman got another well woman exam or the last time she checked her heart or the last time she did a glucose check. So we're just being mindful, like ask yourself those questions. When was the last time you actually had an annual check or cholesterol check or your blood pressure check? So try to keep that maintenance up. Uh, any other tips for the month of February before we wrap up our you know today? one last thing that I would like to say and that I have seen in every single every single uh women patient is that you mentioned that we have so many uh roles right as uh, so many we wear so many hats yes you're a mom you work but you come first always you should you are the um the backbone of the family families wouldn't be anything without the mom without us so don't i don't know in your priorities you should be the very very top one if you are good you can take care of your the rest of the family if you feel good you can take care of your job you will have the energy for that if you feel good you will be able to do any activity that you like. Don't feel that is uh, um, that you've been selfish because it's not. It's taking care of yourself, giving yourself some time for exercise, giving yourself time for even pampering yourself. That's taking mm -hmm. care of yourself. your hair, your nails, whatever it is, a massage, or maybe something small like going for a wall window shopping if you if you prefer. But uh, you should be at the top of those priorities. It's not selfish. It's the way it should be. I agree. Let me just tell you, she did. She said two things for the month of February that I'm already capturing. Self-care and walks. Because <laughs> las caminatas solamente, you're already working on cardiovascular exercise, which is going to, one, reduce your stress, maintain your weight, and you're exercising. And we always encourage everyone, go for a walk. That's where you can start exercising. And it's also going to help breathing clean air. Well, you know, as long as you're around a lot of trees, right? <laughs> and maintaining strong your blood vessels. Yeah, exactly. It's the only one that can do that. Exactamente. So ladies, we're in the month of February. Cuiden sus corazones because we want you to be healthy in the long run. Like Graviela mentioned, we are the matrix to the family. We are the ones that wear multiple hats. And without us, how does the family run? We all know how that story goes when we lose a grandmother and a mother. All of a sudden, the family kind of disassembles. So we hold the foundation for most families. And so if we're not taking care of ourselves, who's looking out for us? You know, we have to make sure we're making those appointments and making sure if there is a symptom that's already been prolonging, don't be questioning it. Don't don't second guess it. Make an appointment and you can either follow up with your Western medical provider. And if that's not working for you, always try to find to see if there's a holistic practitioner that can also help guide you along the way, because most of the times they're going to discuss some of the same things that we've discussed here today. And so it's always good to have a plan of action for your health. Bueno, Graviela, muchas gracias por el tiempo oh. uh, hoy. Perhaps we'll do a recording in Spanish for our Spanish listeners. I know I want to get the Spanish podcast recording soon. I haven't started that yet, but that is on my wish list. And maybe I'll start with Gabby. We'll see how that goes. Um, but in the meanwhile, uh, this episode will be going up next week. And like Gabby mentioned, if you have any questions, uh, I will be providing an email for her and then any other resources she might have that you may find 
resourceful or if you want to link with her uh, we'll try to see how we can uh, link you to Gabriela. Any last comments, Gabby? No, just same thing. Take care of yourself. Make yourself a priority. And why not? Why not make a challenge for this month of February, which is American Heart uh, Health. Uh, make your preventative appointment and stay safe. Stay safe. Yes, absolutely. Just like Abby, stay safe and we'll see you for the next episode. Hasta la próxima. Thank you so much, ladies. Bye.